Hey, hey everyone, welcome to Home Energy Design 101. How to design a beautiful home and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm an interior designer and feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me a floor plan reading expert. Energy design is like astrology for your home and life. Who doesn't want more of that? I believe in all things pretty, and my team and I do the best damn design in the country. But I'll help you create a beautiful design that is also energy aligned to help you get the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design. I've decided to cut off the 101 part. It's been 101 forever. I think by now we know what we're doing, or at least we're going to pretend that we do. <laughs> I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm an interior designer and feng shui practitioner, and I specialize in helping people get their designs energy aligned. And today, what we're going to talk about is how to create your own floor plan. Listen, everybody should get a floor plan reading. So many people look to external things to get their shit right, and very few people consider their homes as a solution. You can be doing fitness, therapy, drugs, self-help books, and the list goes on and on. But if you're coming home to the same toxic environment night after night, day after day, it's going to keep affecting you. No matter how much good food, fitness, nutrition, books, therapy, friends, whatever you're doing in your life. So that's why these past couple of podcasts have been all about learning about what a floor plan reading is, why it matters. And today we're going to talk about how to create your own. I've been doing this for many years now, and there's always so much anxiety around drawing up a floor plan. You need to get a floor plan reading because it helps you understand another level or another, what would I call it? Maybe another box in your life as to why things are showing up. So there's many facets of things in our life that make up our everyday, right? That's what life is. It's never just one thing. It's a multitude of many things. It's a variety of things made into one. And your home should definitely be one to consider. So don't let drawing up your floor plan be the procrastination that gets in your way of finding the clues that could give you a lot of ahas. And listen, that's what we're going to talk about today. People, like I said, have a lot of anxiety around drawing up their floor plan. They're not exactly sure how to do it. What if it's ugly? What if it doesn't look right? What if it's wonky? Blah, blah, blah. And yes, I will say I have had some clients that literally have no clue how to draw a floor plan and really struggle with it. My coach being one of them. But most people give me a pretty damn good sketch of what their floor plan is. And that's really all it needs to be. Because as we progress in this podcast, I'm going to teach you about things to look for. I often call them the top five disruptors. And you're going to learn all about those in the future. And we're going to talk about once you have that floor plan, what the hell you're even looking for, right? Here you have the sketch. It's like, great, now what? So we're going to get into that as well on a future podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how to draw your floor plan up or a sketch. We'll say sketch. I think that's less intimidating. 
And I'm going to share with you not only how to do it, but the things that are most important to include in it so that when you're looking at it and learn about the top five disruptors, you'll have an understanding of why your floor plan matters, what you're looking for, and how it's affecting your life. It's got to be really fun, I promise. It's really like putting on your detective hat. And when you start seeing what's showing up in your house and how it relates to what's showing up in your life, you're going to be like, holy shit, why haven't I done this sooner? So I've been doing feng shui for over 20 years and I have slowly come into really understanding what a floor plan means. As I said in the first podcast, my first grandmaster that I worked under was Marcy and she was my space planning instructor when I was going through design school. Since then, I have gone through many other programs, workshops, you know, I've literally been eating, sleeping and breathing feng shui for the past 20 years. And I've been working under a grandmaster for the last decade. And what really brought me around to this level of really, you know, there's, I've met so many people over the years that say, oh, yeah, I've, I know feng shui because they've read a book or a couple of books or have taken a workshop. But this has truly been a lifelong practice for me. And I have continued my education because I just, the more I learn, the more I'm amazed at how much our homes can really tell us. And how this really started to come about for me was not only my own home. When I first got into feng shui and was really learning the basics of it, I didn't realize until much later how much information that I was learning that was really just on the surface. There's a lot of great information that's in books and in workshops, but it doesn't even scratch the surface of what this thing called feng shui, the art of what feng shui really is. Feng shui is extremely subtle. You're dealing with energy, so it's not going to blast you in the face and be extremely obvious. A lot of times when I work with people, it's so subtle that they don't even connect the dots. And so that's become my job is to find a way to help them connect the dots so that they can see things unfolding in front of them. It's literally magic. So how I came about to this area of understanding feng shui is I was working with a woman who was, uh, her name was Deborah, and she was struggling with this idea that things kept coming up again and again and and unexpected events kept happening. And and the thing that she kept saying to me is, God, shit just keeps happening again and again. And I can't seem to control it or stop it. And just when I feel like I have everything under control, something else just unexpectedly happens. And so I had been putting all of my tools, everything that I had learned from all of the mentors that I had worked with, all of the workshops, all of the books into place and nothing was working for Deborah. And I was really struggling with understanding why the things that I had learned were not working. And that's when I came to know my first grandmaster that I started working with, Karen, who taught me this idea that there's more, there's this next level to feng shui that teaches us a better understanding of what is lurking in our floor plans. And so when I first met Deborah with this home that she kept experiencing things again and again, I could see things on the surface that I knew were disrupting her feng shui and they were definitely the basics, but in her instance, they weren't working. I had been working with her for close to three months 
And I was literally doing everything in my feng shui toolbox to get her to break this cycle of the quote unquote again and again, and nothing was working. And I was getting really frustrated because I didn't understand why I wasn't able to work with the energy like I had in the past. She was by far one of the most difficult cases I had ever had. And when I met Karen, my first grandmaster, I realized that there was this whole other depth of feng shui that I didn't even know existed. And here's the other thing. Deborah really wanted to have a beautiful home. She wanted to decorate her home and make it pretty, but the problem was is that she internally did not feel right. And so I knew that in order to get her design energy aligned, we were gonna have to get this energy right. We were gonna have to stop this thing that was happening, this energy that kept popping up where things were happening again and again. It was like life kept coming down on her and we couldn't figure out why. That is until I learned this idea of how to better understand our floor plans. The first thing that I noticed about Deborah's home as I drove up to her driveway is first and foremost, it was difficult to find her home. She lived on an awkward, which is saying it lightly, an awkward cul-de-sac that was off of a main road, but it was hard to find her home because her home was actually, you had to use another person's driveway and go behind their house to find Deborah's house. And then she was flanked in between two other homes. She had no address on her home and where the mailbox was located is where navigation took me. So it took me about 10 minutes just to find her home originally and then it was uphill. As I got to the front door and I rang the doorbell, she actually couldn't open the front door. And if you've been listening to the podcast for the, the last couple of days or been following, on, uh, following me on my blog, you know how important the front door is. She couldn't get it to open. It was stuck. The lock wasn't working properly. She was just having a lot of issues. When I got inside of the house, for the most part, everything looked pretty normal. Uh, bathrooms are, are often uh, in feng shui considered one of the five disruptors. So I made sure to work on those and I went through the entire house and applied all of the feng shui. Some things that were alarming to me were the front door, the fact that her home was difficult to find. She did have a pool in fame, which traditionally was considered, you know, not something that was auspicious, which means good. And then I also saw a couple of other things like Water, I saw that she had a, a washer and dryer that was off in the back left corner, which I thought may be affecting her wealth. And then as you went upstairs, it, the upstairs hallway was, it was just difficult. It, it was windy. It just wasn't a normal hallway. You would walk upstairs and it just, it went into one room and then it went into another one and then it went into a bedroom and then there was a bathroom and it, you know, it wasn't a very large space but you would get turned around easily. So from a feng shui aspect, at this point with my current base of knowledge, at this point I'd been practicing for about 10 years, these were all classic signs of unexpected events, confusion, things going wrong, uh, not being able to be seen or found. And so this to me seemed like a classic feng shui case of things that we needed to do to heal this home. 
So I did all of the things that I knew to do. I healed the lot line. I healed the property. I had her do a bunch of stuff to the landscaping. Had her put up an address so that it was easy to find the home. We did a bunch of paint adjustments throughout the house so that it was, you know, eye-catching so that you had an idea of pathways and traffic flow and we moved furniture around and I did all the things that I had in my toolbox to heal this home and nothing was working. So when I met Karen, my first grandmaster, this is when I started to understand this idea that there is another level, maybe even a couple levels down, of feng shui that is held close to the chest. And the reason it's held close to the chest and that a lot of people don't know about this is because it's highly misunderstood. This is information that a lot of people don't understand and because it is considered, this is a big word, it's considered transcendental. It's energy work. We're working with energy that cannot be seen. But here's the really cool thing. When you're working with energy on a transcendental level, it's 150% more effective. Hey, And just because you can't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist, right? You can't see wind, you can't see Wi-Fi, and you sure as shit can't see gravity, but yet we're not all floating around. So I was to the point to where I didn't give a shit what they wanted to call it, you know, how we were doing it. As long as Deborah got the results, that is all I cared about. And I couldn't believe it. What she was able to see in this floor plan, she immediately said, based on what I'm seeing, I can see that she's got one thing after another occurring to her and it's as if life is coming down on her. She literally took the words out of Deborah's mouth and could see that in her floor plan. And that is when I fell down the rabbit hole of this whole new dimension of this idea of feng shui and reading floor plans. There's an energy to your floor plan that you do not realize. There is an energy to your floor plan that dictates what is showing up in your life. And there's an energy to your floor plan that if you are not aware of it, the same things are gonna happen and you don't even realize that you're walking into it again and again. So for instance, the front door sticking, your front door is your mouth of chi. So that means that if the mouth of chi is getting tripped up, so to speak, or things aren't working properly, that affects every damn area of your life every area that is your mouth of chi that's your nourishment so if it's not working properly nothing will so that's the first sign so because of deborah's experience i was able to what's the there's a chinese proverb saying the teacher appears when the student is ready holy shit, was I ready. I was so ready because I was getting so frustrated that everything that I had learned and had used in the past that had worked wasn't working anymore. And I was so fortunate to find this new way of looking at a person's floor plan and reading it in a way that essentially makes me like, I don't know, house whisperer, house psychic, whatever the hell you want to call me. But it gives me an awareness as to why things are showing up in your life, just like with Deborah. And here is the kick-ass thing about Deborah. Once I was able to see a floor plan with these new feng shui goggles on, I was able to go in and do just a couple of simple things on her floor plan and she immediately got results. Within two months, 
she immediately got flooded with an amazing amount of work, which was one of her first complaints is that she wasn't busy enough and she didn't have enough money coming in. And all of the things that kept happening again and again and again stopped. Now, again, I don't care what the hell you want to call it. I don't care if you want to question it. I don't, she got results. That's all I care about. And I can guarantee you that's all she cared about too. And that's why everybody needs to get a floor plan reading. Everybody needs to have an understanding of what their home looks like, what the details are in that home, the shape of that home, so that you have an understanding of the energy that's going on in your home and how it's affecting your life. So for example, the front door sticking, that's a huge one. If your front door, if the hardware is not working properly, if it, the key doesn't work well, if the door is sticking or doesn't open all the way, that means so many things could be showing up in your life in any area. It could affect your career, it can affect your finances, it can affect your health, it can affect so many things and it spreads throughout the house and it affects every family member. Okay, so the question is, how the hell do I even create a floor plan? It's actually really simple. First and foremost, what you want to do is you just want to figure out the shape of your house. Is your house a rectangle? Is it L-shaped? Is it a box? What is the shape? Take that and draw that shape onto a piece of paper. Now what you want to do is you want to include all of the doors and windows. Where are they located? And this is so important. Doors and windows represent voices, kids and parents. So if you don't draw those on, which if you watched my recent Facebook live video with Monica Fish, that's the very thing she did. She drew her floor plan without the doors and the windows and I had to request it. And that's something that I have to pay attention to. And I later found out that the reason why that she didn't put those on there is because everyone in the household has been silent. The father committed suicide. So there's a reason why she didn't draw them on there. So if you don't feel compelled to put those on there or aren't sure why, you might want to ask yourself what's going on, what's showing up for you to make you not want to do that. Everything has a reason. So that's why this is so important. Next, you want to put in your walls. Where are they? Where are the hallways? Where are the bedrooms? Make sure you put all of those in. The walls matter. And then you want to really get specific on your details. Where's the kitchen located? Most importantly, where's the stove located? When it comes to feng shui, the three most important things in your home are your bed, desk, and stove. Where's your office? Do you have one in the house? How is your desk lined up? And your bedroom. How is your bed lined up in your bedroom? These are important details. And in an upcoming podcast, we're going to talk about what I call the top five disruptors, and you're going to learn why that matters. Another important thing, I don't deal with furniture a lot. It's funny, when I tell people that I'm a feng shui practitioner, they immediately think that what I do is move furniture. And I actually rarely touch furniture. I will look at your bed, I will look at your desk, but other than that, I don't touch furniture. I'm working with energy and I'm doing things on that transcendental level. But there are some things that could be alarming about your furniture, which may make me take notice. For instance, if you watch me on Facebook Live, I have a show, a Facebook Live video that I do every Wednesday on the Gates Interior Design Facebook page. 
and I always read a floor plan live so that you guys can see what a floor plan reading is and why it matters. A couple of weeks ago, I did Denise's plan, and Denise's plan had something that was a little bit alarming about her furniture. In her living room, she had her sofa in front of a walkway. So in order to get into the room, you had to go down the hallway and walk through a small doorway versus the main doorway into the room because the sofa was across the entire walkway into the space. In that instance, that is something that I want to pay attention to because that means that there is a block showing up in her life somewhere. That is a major flow of chi or energy that she has interrupted with a piece of furniture. So in that instance, furniture can be very important. And in that instance, I would move it. So put as much as you can on your floor plan, because when you can get a bird's eye view of what's going on, trust me, you're going to have a lot of ahas. So let's summarize the tips here. Your floor plan matters. And what's showing up in your floor plan matters because it's a direct reflection as to what's going on in your life. It could spur anger, anxiety. You could be having issues in your relationships, financial issues, career issues, and the list goes on and on. Just like with Deborah's case, she kept having things show up again and again and life was coming down on her. And a lot of that started with the sheer fact that her front door was not working properly. Folks, I know it sounds weird. I know it does, but it could literally be that simple. So figure out what the shape of your home is. I want you to get clear about how to draw up your floor plan so that you can start seeing the details that are in your house, where they are, because trust me, most people don't even pay attention. They just look at their houses like this roof over their head, keeps rain off of them, keeps them warm, keeps them cool. We're going to get down to the nitty gritty. You're going to really start getting an intimate relationship with your home. So figure out what the shape is. Figure out how your home, is it a box? Is it an L? Is it a rectangle? Make sure you put all the doors and windows in there. And if you're compelled, you know, not to, why? Put in all the walls, figure out where your bedrooms are, where your hallways are. And again, be sure to include the kitchen. We want to know if you have a desk in the house somewhere, if you've got an office, that's important. And where your bathrooms are. And pay attention to the furniture details. Most of the time it doesn't matter, but it might. Because those are the little clues that are really reflecting how you feel on a subconscious level. It starts to show up and manifest in your real life. I once worked on a project where a man had one chair out in the middle of the room and that was the only piece of furniture. And I soon discovered that he felt that way because he truly felt like he was an island. He was taking on the world, managing all of these things and felt very isolated and alone. He literally felt like an island and it was showing up in his furniture. So again, in that kind of a case, that would be a red flag. So we want to have some ahas here. So pay attention to the details. You want to create a floor plan of your home so that you can see, as I mentioned, from a bird's eye view, what's showing up and what's going on. And as I continue to do this podcast, you're going to learn more and more about the details that are in your home and what that means. Like today's big tip the front door. 
and it matters. And here's the really cool thing. You want to do this because you deserve this. You do, I promise you. You're, if you're looking to all of these external things to help fix something in your life, start here. This is the biggest thing of your life. You spend so much time in your home, right? We all do. We spend more time in our homes than any other place. Maybe our jobs, which could be affecting you too, but that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> so let's focus and start here. It's a great place to start and really get clear about what's showing up in your life. Are you experiencing depression? Are you experiencing anxiety? Are you struggling in your career, your finances, health? What is showing up? I guarantee you, I guarantee you, it's in your floor plan. And here's the cool thing. I have this really kick-ass ebook that I'm gonna offer to you guys for free. It's on my website at gatesinteriordesign.com forward slash how to create a floor plan. It's a totally kick-ass guide that explains to you how to draw up your floor plan. It's really easy, step-by-step. Step. You first wanna start out with your shape, and then I talk about exterior details, and then all of the interior details, which we've talked about today on the podcast, that you wanna include. It's an easy guide, and it also asks some really important questions to make sure that you get it right. All you have to do is go to gatesinteriordesign.com forward slash how to create a floor plan to grab your free copy of that. And listen, complete confession here. Had I not learned this aspect of my feng shui practice, I wouldn't have been able to get these results for Deborah. This aspect completely flipped her life around and changed everything. That is why you want to have an understanding of your floor plan and what's showing up for you. Those design details matter. You got to get your energy right. If you don't, things are not going to flow in your life and you're not going to be able to get all the things that you want. If you're trying to attract something and you can't, this could be one of the factors that's holding you back. That's why you want to do this. And listen, it's so much fun. And trust me, when Deborah started getting the results that she did, she couldn't believe her eyes. She couldn't believe that it was this simple. And that's the cool thing. It's this simple. So why not try it? Head on over to gatesinteriordesign.com forward slash how to create a floor plan. Totally free guide on how to get you started. And then as we go forward with the podcast, you'll learn about the top five disruptors so that you'll know what the hell you're even looking at, right? Because that's the next step. People always get anxiety. Okay, great. Now I have this floor plan. Now what? Don't get ahead of yourself. Let's first learn how to draw the damn floor plan. All right? <laughs> Hey, and be sure to join me on my Facebook page, Gates Interior Design, each week. Right now I'm doing it on Wednesdays, where I do a free floor plan reading for one of my readers. Hey, and if you're interested in being a part of that or would like a mini reading on your own floor plan, send it in. I'm always looking for more floor plans. So if you want to send that in, you can send it to Let's Chat at thegatescompany.com. And I do those readings every Wednesday. Come on over and join the fun. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining me today. This is Amanda Gates on Home Energy Design. I want to thank you for joining me today on the show. It was so great to have you. Thanks, everyone. And hey, trust the vibe because the energy don't lie. See you next week.